everything in one in one file, one one file, one microphone. Uh, are you saying I should not? I don't know. When I do it, I create different uh, audio tracks for each mi microphone. I don't know how to do that. Can you that's teach the way. That's the way that the, the tutorial. When I go online and I look how to do this, it, that's the way that I. Would you like to come over one day me. and actually show me that? Well, you're you're you know you're putting your podcast out there. I'm still like warming up mine. No, but you know and all that. I would love to learn. Is what I'm saying. I would sure, love I to learn. Sure, I can show you. That. I can show you after we're done with this. Well, we're gonna the, after the podcast is when we all talk trash about everybody that we know. All right, we that's my favorite that. part. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Actually, every podcast uh, is is been always really cool, but uh, the after pod is always. Like super interesting. Oh, there's Afterpod. There's always Afterpod. That doesn't get released. Then we go to the sauna. All of our secret statements. <laughs> yeah, people just like it's like weird. Like people come up with like this great material, but it's always like after I cut the mics, you know. Mm. I should just leave it run, but <clears throat> let it run. Yeah, or I should like tape it secretly. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's a tendency I've noticed for people like talk smack about other comics as long as it's not being recorded. Yeah, uh, I've, I've realized that recently, like more than ever. I'm like, wow, people are just coming out and saying like really yeah. mean stuff about. People oh, yeah. don't necessarily talk smack. They don't like some people have talked smack, but people just like they just like share these like real interesting bits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bits. Yeah. That's what you call them, bits. <laughs> Every, everything's. A I'm bit. working on a bit about this comedian. Uh, I don't yeah. like him. <laughs> that's the bit. <laughs> Do you guys want to get started? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, hell yeah. ASA Detroit. I'm your host, Mark. Let's go introduce ourselves left to right. I'm Matt Yari. What are you? What do you do? I'm a stand-up comic. Is it you? A business owner and a Jew. Okay. Okay. A couple other things. Okay. Go ahead, sir. Uh, Preston Hart, also stand-up comic. I don't own a business. I'm not a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, sir. Hey, I'm Kevin Rodriguez, and I'm homeless. <laughs> Are you really? Uh, yeah, I'm homeless. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's, I'm living my best life. Uh, that's what's yeah, up. Minimalist. That's what's up. Mm -hmm. um, Kevin, this is your second appearance. Second appearance, yeah. The first one didn't go really well. They didn't. It did go really well. It went well, but you know, I I was I was saying uh, the f word a lot, you know, and you know which one I mean, the the one that you shouldn't say. Who did you do your first yeah. one with? Uh, Lewis Gart, Nick Ford. Yeah, it was awesome. Nick Ford's episode. That's a cute yeah. crew. Yeah, it was cool. It was, it was beautiful. On the anniversary, one year anniversary, I want to have all you guys back. Okay. That'd well, we don't amazing. talk anymore, so it's <laughs> gonna be very rough. Um, we don't all right. talk anymore. Preston, this is your episode. Yeah. All right. So the whole premise is like you bring your crew. So why did you bring these dudes as your crew? Uh, everyone else said no. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. No, uh, no, I like these guys. Easy to talk to. Uh, they're also pretty low energy comics like me. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't identify as a low energy comedian. I identify you as one. You're yeah. pretty dry, well, you know. <laughs> I feel like uh, you know, low energy with a Latin twist. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Um, how did you meet all these guys? Do you remember when you like met them? I don't know if exactly, but I feel like we were always at the same like. Yeah, we never mics. met. I've, I've actually yeah. never met either. I one met of yeah. Preston I've, in rehab. That's when I met him. Yeah, we rehab together, and that's right. We connected. Yeah, <laughs> I had some meth. Yeah. You what? What did you have again? We did a trade. With uh, I gave you some. I don't know, like a 1958 water, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. You went really crazy about it. I was desperate. I'm a coin collector. Yes. Y you uh, but you you. I feel like everyone. I feel like I'm in your guys' group too. Like how long you been doing it? Like a little over three years, I guess. Yeah. Same. What about you? I don't know how to answer this question. I, I guess I would say I started comedy twice. Okay. So first, first time I ever got on stage was like 2012, I think. Okay. I'd, 
did it sort of half-heartedly for a couple of years. And then, but I would only say I've been really doing it since 2019. So three, four. Yeah, that'd be four. Four, years and then Kev, me and you started kind of similar, right? Three. 2019, years. yes. Three, four. So it's four years. Yeah, Most I feel like we're all in the same group. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I kind of feel like we're all like the same level, like kind of sh- like what we're doing, more or less. And yeah, you know. it's weird because like I'll see, I'll see, uh, I'll see you guys kind of like you guys like jump a little quicker, you know, you guys, and, and then I'll like. It's like okay, I need to get on my stuff. I gotta like catch back up. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, you gotta focus on your jumping. You know, you gotta work your calves and the whole thing. (laughs) So you gotta work on that. Box jumps, burpees. Yes, Yes. you work on your legs. I meant jumping talent. I meant jumping talent. You guys are always ahead of the talent game. I feel. I guess so. In a good way. In a good way. I saw you. uh, You. You. uh, uh, You. You were my arch. You're my. uh, Mark Ridley's Detroit to LA arch nemesis. You beat me <laughs> oh. in that round. Oof. You sent me home uh, and moved well. on. How did that? Go? You had a really good set though. You were smooth, man. Yeah, I felt I felt good about it. I, I wish I had recorded it, but I, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that was fun. I mean, that's just fun to, to be able to like do. It. it was. I think it was like sold out, yeah. wasn't it, or nearly? Yeah. Yeah, as they packed that room for those things. Yeah, that's the fun. Like even if you don't win, you know, and I didn't win, but like it was still just so fun to like perform for four hundred people. Totally. Mm-hmm. I've had some people that get real, uh, like even after that show, there's just some people like, people just like controversy, you know? And they're like, oh, Mark, like, aren't you mad? I'm like, not really. I just performed in front of a, a giant, giant crowd, and all the people at Mark Ridley saw it, and it went well, and that's great. Like, everyone have a good night. Yeah, if you go, if you do a contest because you're invested in the contest, then you're an idiot. It's just stage fair. time. Yeah, fair, fair. It's another open mic, essentially. Yeah, yeah, and I think any contest where there's like a bunch of people that are pretty good, it's going to be like pretty arbitrary yeah. to some extent. Like unless I win the whole thing, then it was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's, you know, skill or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's just fun. It's a good opportunity. We were talking about, uh, it, I've noticed that like there's, and maybe I was going to see if you guys noticed this too, there's like a group of people that are like pretty supportive, right? And they're like kind of mm-hmm. pump each other up. And then there's like, I feel like there's like a couple people in the shed. We were not going to name names, but like a couple people in the shadows that are trying to like get you on their side of I don't even know how to describe it. Like get you on their side of like hating. 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 That's how we met. Recruiting you to the dark side. Yeah, kinda. Do you guys feel that? Or is that am I like just hanging around the wrong people? I don't really talk to anybody, so that's not true. (laughs) That's not true. Do you do you catch that ever? What? There's like a group of like everyone I feel is like really supportive and there's like one or two or three or four and they just like really want uh, they're like on team like haterade. Yeah, that's what we are the haters. You're that's not the haters, <laughs> man. Yeah. You are not. Uh, You're like well, so supportive. You know, we keep a low profile. You're so supportive. Yeah, who who are the haters? I'm not yeah, going to say who the haters are, no, but just, like okay. how do you stay like I feel I feel like everybody I feel like everybody has a little bit of uh envy, you know. Oh, okay. That's a big part of the game. Yeah, I don't know who who like makes it like a big thing cuz it's not a like, you know, it's not something that you would like carry on your sure but like hey i'm a hater you know like i I feel i don't know i wouldn't be allowed with that like is there a group that identified as the haters that you i don't think so yeah i I don't think anyone wants to admit that no no one wants to admit that they're hater yeah and and there's there's so there's like that type of comedian then there's the comedian that is like extremely supportive that is almost delusional you know like you have a bad set and they're like hey good set Uh, that was not a good set at all (laughs) what do you guys say when someone has a bad set and they come off what what do you say i don't talk to i pretend that i don't know them sometimes i'm like if it's really bad and i don't know them that well i just don't say anything 
but I feel like I have to know him like pretty well to actually be like, I'm not gonna be like, hey, that was good. If it wasn't good, yeah. What do you say? Be like, do you yeah. have a, a go to? He just drinks. I don't have a go to, but I had a Preston just I had a okay sips his whiskey. He doesn't say. Didn't talk to me. You just ignored him because it was just okay. I only talked to Kevin if it's really. You went no eye contact, no eye contact, turn away. I was sitting next to him, and then after I came back from stage. He's just like occupied like the space. He had like you know like his oh, backpack shut to up, share. Kevin. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> mine is mine is. Uh, hey, you battled up there, and I go fist bump. <laughs> such a <laughs> such a football coach. Yeah, hey, you battled. Steve Kaz had a good one. His one is you really you really hung in the pocket there, <laughs> 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 like, like a it. boxer. It's just in the pocket getting taking punches. Uh-huh. Do you have do you have one or just up. ignore? I I might either, I don't know. I'll say good set or don't worry about it too. or. I don't know. Depends how much I care about the person. It's weird to talk sometimes because sometimes you have a good set. Like I, I've had good sets, yeah. and then people come up to me and they're like, "Hey, good set," and I'm like, "Like, like yeah. that." Like I'm like that part of me is like, uh, I don't know if that like the self-critical part of me is like, ah, it wasn't as good. But then you gotta be like, dude, you gotta look from from their like look at look at it from their eyes, you know? Yeah. Be like, you know, maybe it was good to them. You know, they don't know what you did wrong. You know, so. Sometimes it's like, especially with like audience too, they come up to me and they're like, "Hey, that was good. I like this part." It's like, "Oh, yeah. it was all bad." So oh, come I, on! I learned to, I learned to like be like, "It's, it's yeah, for yeah." Them. It's it's much easier to think that you're having a terrible set, mm-hmm. and you know you don't even like hear the laughter. Sometimes you just remember like the line that you missed or yeah. that you stumbled yeah. through, but like, I don't know. I've had a lot of people think that they had a terrible set. I was like, "No, you got laughs." Like it's not. It's never as good or as bad. Like the film, like even like like coaching, mm-hmm. it's, the film is never as good as you think or as bad as you think. I always feel like sure. that like with a recording. Do you record all your sets? Mostly. Why? Yeah. What do you mean mostly? I mean, every once in a while I don't, but uh, like almost always I do. What are you, not a professional? Definition of mostly. <laughs> no, man. No, I don't, so, so, like sometimes I, I just won't for whatever. Like I'll get distracted and they'll be like, oh, you're up. And then oh, I like yeah. didn't hit record or whatever. But yeah, I try to, especially if I'm doing uh, like if I either think it might be a clip for that I can send a Booker or yeah. Yeah, I'm doing new stuff. Because if I'm doing new stuff, like I really want to know like what bits are hitting and where not, and I'm not going to remember it like exactly the way it went. So, are you guys still pop? Are you? We'll go. We'll go right to. Left. Are you guys like popping new stuff off a lot? Or are you kind of like stuck in your like stuff that's been working? Like, have you been writing a lot of new stuff? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm writing like all the time. It's kind of like that for me. That's almost like my favorite part of it. It's yeah, like I'm, nice. I'm actually like overwhelmed by like not being able to try like the new stuff because my writing is like so much more than my stage time is. And it's you don't want to like and then you also you get up there and you want to do stuff that works to get it going. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for, I, I'm sure I'm writing a bunch of stuff that's terrible, you know. But like, yeah. it's just hard to know. Maybe there's some good stuff in there. But do you have like like you write? Do you sit down and write, or you just write when it comes to you? I I always have a, like a I don't just sit down with the idea of writing, but I have like I always have a notebook in my pocket and a pen in my pocket, and then uh, oh, if cool. I'm near my computer, I'll like run over and type something if I'm at home that I think of, and if I'm not, I'll write it down, and then at the end of the week, I go through all the like open word documents that I didn't save with all the things I typed and all the stuff I wrote down, and try to consolidate it and delete stuff that I think wouldn't work, and like get it organized. I like I guess. that. I like that. You like the old, what you do old school, uh, you got old school notebook or what do you do? No, I do 
new school notebook. Can you explain oh, your process? Because yeah. you got a great process. process. You ever you heard his oh, whole thing right. on the hoist? Can you share that or no? Uh, sure. Yeah, well, share that, dude. I love this. I love this. Secrets. This is awesome. So if I get like an idea for a new bit, whatever it is, I put it in my phone first, just in the notes app. So I got a million of these things, and then I have a notebook that I take to the mics. And I just write down the set list, just like one or two words for whatever jokes I want to do, old ones or new premises. Um, And then uh, in Google Docs, I have a bunch of different documents, right? Um, So if there's a new bit that I'm working on, I have have a sheet for bits that I'm working on. Um, I have one for like tested like i've done it a couple times it gets laughs it's consistent like those are my good ones and then i have another document that's just like the scrap bin just all the what do you call it though what do you call it though so the the, the key it is key i guess yeah all right so it's it's based off of my dad's car shop right so it's just terms that you would use for a car shop so if a car is sold that's the good bits, right? So those are the finished ones. If I'm working on it, it's the hoist. If it's scrap, then it's scrap. And then I have another one just called next set. So that's the ones that like I'm kind of working on right now. And then hoist is kind of like I have stuff that's been there for a while, and I might bring it back if I you know don't know what to talk about. I might bring that one back. Um, but I just kind of move them back and forth between the sheets and develop them and take them on stage. And sometimes they combine in different ways. So I love that. Yeah. That's like a great, like visual way to organize it. Sounds like too much work. <laughs> How are you writing? Yeah. How are you writing? Me? I just write on paper. And how, where do you keep this all? Yeah. I'm very, it's very disorganized. <laughs> it's, it is. It is. Like I write everything, you know, like I, I either write it on my phone or I write it on the notebook that I keep in my back pocket. And then, you know, I, when I'm disciplined, I'll, I'll, I'll sit down and try to develop the, the bit, the bit. And I write, I don't write bullet points. I write like word by word, yeah. you know, the whole thing, like a script. I see and that before a show. You're like writing. Yeah. It, yeah you, you write know, a lot. I see that. It's, it hurts my hands and, you know, I'm getting carpal tunnel from that. <laughs> so you're talking I wish I had about. like, a, I wish I had like a, the bullet point thing, but that like, I feel like for me at the beginning, when I'm coming up with something new, I have to have everything I want to say about it. I cannot have bullet points. I'm not going to remember. Yeah. And then there's other times that I just like have the idea and I, for some reason, even if I sit down to write about it, I can, don't come up with anything. I'm like, I think this is like a, I got to try it on stage yeah idea so but mostly it's like i I write it on my thing and then i try it out and you know if i believe in it i keep working until it, i keep working on it until it, it gets a laugh and all the times i just say a joke and it doesn't get a laugh and i'm like i, I don't want to bother with this you're done and i just throw it yeah are you writing on stage pressing or are you writing like word for word like like how do you handle that Mostly, I I have like a word for word idea about what I like because I'll think of the when I think of it, I think of the wording. For me, that's how it works. Like I think of like yeah. the whole like the way it would sound. Uh, so then I try to get that out like exactly written down because I feel like I'm gonna forget it otherwise. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I don't. I'm not. I'm definitely not like writing on stage to me is like terrifying. I feel like if there's like a little riff that just happens and it works, I'll keep it. But that's rare for me. I'm like, I'm the whole reason I'm doing this is because. You know, it's like I get more time to think of witty stuff to say instead of 
my whole life has been full of times where if only I had had a little more time, <laughs> I could have said the perfect thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. So this is like me cheating my way into always saying the perfect thing. That's great. That's awesome, man. You write on stage a little bit at all? I feel like you're I, kind of feeling stuff out sometimes. Sometimes. I, I usually have a, a good idea of what I want to say and how I want to say it. Yeah. And then I'll try it, and then I might tweak it afterwards. Um, I rarely, even if I have a premise, I rarely go up there with like just the idea. You know okay. what I mean? I usually have a, a pretty, okay, this is kind of how I want to introduce it. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe drop the punchline or whatever it is. And I'm just, I'm just looking for just one, if one person laughs, then it's like, okay, there's something here. Yeah. How do I introduce it differently or, you know. Hell That's yeah. it? One person? Yeah. Wow. I agree with that a little bit. If you get something for, for a brand new one, right? If I've been doing it a couple times and it consistently just gets one person, then it kind of sucks. I don't know. I feel like I got to judge that person, you know. Sometimes he's a drunk person at a bar. So like, they're really, and then they laugh at another comedian. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you know. I'll take one laugh. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's like the seed. It but is. then I have it's jokes that seed. nobody laughed, and I'm like, I believe in this. I'm going to keep doing this. But you keep, mm-hmm. you keep doing it, or you keep working on it? I keep doing it. Doing it as and is? I keep, uh, oh, I mean, I keep working on it. And like, But like, if I believe like this is the way that I want to say it, I'm just going to keep saying it until like, I get a good audience. And like, oh, it's like, the audience's like people, fault. Like a, like a like a like a good like a good setup for comedy, where you're like, oh, this I'm gonna get good feedback from this. Then that's like, all right, that's good. Because there's like, when I first started, like my first year, I didn't do Mark Reilly's. I didn't do any comedy club open mic, so yeah. I never got a real comedy audience. I just said my you're doing audience a lot of was Tom like Tom Swan, right? Huh. A lot of Tom Swan oh, shows. Tom Swan, yeah, that was like a, one of the best rooms at that time. Yeah, and, uh, I would see you there a lot. And uh, uh, so it was like people that were at bars, you know, and like that's, and I would go there and try new stuff, and they wouldn't laugh, and I was like, all right, I guess that's not funny, you know. But then I'm like, I've like kept some of those set lists, and I've, uh, I brought back those jokes, and I, then I tried to Mike Ridley's, and I'm like, oh, they're laughing at this. So that was like, it just it just needed a different audience, mm-hmm. or like an audience for like comedy. Or it, it might be a joke that you need to say a couple minutes in, you know? Yeah, that Sometimes too. It's it's just, like, you never know, you know? It's like, yeah. it, 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 should I open with this? Is it this? It's just too many things, you know? That's why you got to believe in it. Like, it, it, it's something that you want to say, too. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I like doing this. I'm mm-hmm. going to keep doing it. Sure. Even if it gets a laugh or not i mean ideally it gets a laugh but it's also you got to believe in it and like it yeah i think you have to because like you can't i I really you you gotta not totally let whatever audiences you happen to have access to at the time shape your act so you just gradually become whatever they want i think you gotta like meet them halfway where you're doing the kind of stuff you want to do because there's like plenty of good comics that are totally different from each other you know even that are very successful like the idea that that they got there to where they are being so distinct by like sticking with that thing even if it you know, didn't work in certain places i think and it's like when you're like get used to doing open mics you get jaded and if you don't do shows and get like a good audience you then you start doing jokes for like the people that are the uh, open mics which is comedians you know mm-hmm. you're doing jokes for the back of the room that's dang- that can get dangerous yeah so <laughs> it can get dangerous and it's also like so <laughs> you gotta learn you know like sometimes it's not it's not as uh that's complicated because then you're thinking of like what will make the comedians laugh and it's like well they, they you know they're they're like what do you call it uh, used to uh, hear jokes all the time so they're not gonna laugh as easily so you gotta usually say something really f- 
does something that gets a reaction and then he's like no you're doing it for normal people you know they don't know what you're gonna say they don't know like what's the punchline because if you like sometimes i think about like i'm listening to someone do comedy and like analyzing and i'm like oh here comes the punchline and it's like oh i kind of saw that coming so then i feel like people are watching me doing that same thing it's like no people are just like having a good time not thinking about what you're gonna say next they don't know your punchline does that make sense it does make a lot of sense no it makes a lot of sense but though i still think like i think like if okay like the beer grotto right i remember the first time i did the beer grotto i was like whoa like this that was kind of like one of the first places where it wasn't like family and friends of the people it wasn't like mostly comics. It was like a bunch of strangers. Mm-hmm. And that was like, oh, this is what like a crowd is like. Yeah. And like I noticed they were like laughing at like facial expressions or like even things that were just like like this like they like they would laugh at like one of the setups of the joke and not the punchlines. But I think like some of those <laughs> open mics where you like you have to have like a well like obviously you could play to the back of the room and say a bunch of like screwed up stuff and they're gonna they're just like it's different so they're gonna appreciate it right like the comedians that hear your same stuff every day mm-hmm. but like if you can get like a joke that you think if you can get like a bunch of comedians to like look up and be like oh like not even laugh to just be like oh yeah mm-hmm. you know or like i'll like i don't even think i laugh a lot open mics i'll just be like oh yeah that's funny like i'll say that out loud you know sure. like i think that's still like a test it's like a good test of your stuff does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, sure. I think a lot, a lot of comics don't laugh at other comics as much. I've been like, sometimes I don't, and I'll be like, I think I was like laughing internally. Yeah, it's like yeah. you ever have somebody send you something on your phone, and you're like, and you like think it's actually funny, but yeah, and you like send them like a ha ha or a laughing yeah. face, whatever, but your face is actually like totally yeah. serious, never, like didn't actually react. Yeah, you just internalize the whole thing. I I've had like at least one situation where like another comic that I was on a show with, she was just like like arms crossed kind of like staring at me and my yeah. whole i did like 15 minutes at a bar show and i was like i it went well i felt like but she i was like she must hate me and then later she was like give me all these compliments and at first yeah. i thought it was like phony like she was just trying to make me feel better but then she was like going over like bits like she remembered my bit and she was like, i loved how you did yeah and i was like oh so you're like you actually liked it you look like you hated it yeah <laughs> so you never know i guess that's the ultimate compliment when a, when after, like you do a show with a comic and they'll come up to be like oh hey that one bit was mm-hmm. that's like legit yeah that's the best that's a good feeling it is. are you guys doing i feel like i'm seeing are you guys like like what's your normal schedule are you guys still like hitting open mics are you guys starting to do like an, enough shows where you're not relying on the open mics like we'll go right to left on this one go ahead with me yeah yeah oh, i'm still doing open mics how many times a week uh like once or two uh, uh, a week that's legit yeah i mean i used to more but now i got two jobs and working out you know and i have other responsibilities so it's just it's too too it's much fist bump yeah and i got two kids too so you know <laughs> Get out of uh, here too. congrats I man I you're homeless and two two jobs and two kids yeah and a wife too so it's too much man you wow know, i try to do what i can that was quick yeah, yeah you know i move quick man i don't know jump yeah that was a jump that's a man. jump you're making me feel bad i need to catch up yeah but you I got a house good. That's true. So that's yeah. good. I'll sell you it. You have you have a house. Yeah. I'll I'll sell it. just combine. You move in, he bring the that's kids. True. Yeah, you you move in, I'll move that, out. You need that trouble, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll you. take over the podcast. This is going to be... <laughs> yeah, you can move in the trailer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'll just take the trailer. Yeah. What go. about you, man? I feel like you. I've seen you on like a lot of show posters and stuff like that. I, I, I'm trying to do as many like show shows as I can, um, but it's still like not that many, really. Uh, I try to get up one way or another twice a week oh wow that's um, so good 
Uh, like more if I can. Some weeks it's more, but and some weeks it's a lot less. Over the holidays, I really like fell off. It was a lot of family stuff yeah. and yeah, yeah. traveling and whatever. But um, yeah, I'm trying to like. Where are you going twice a week? So like, uh, I I almost always will go to the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase, uh, mm. which is which is now How do you on get on that man. You just show up. Oh, you don't have to send an email and be asked or anything. No, like I think that? you email, but they also have the a, like a short list. Yeah, so like I I signed. I want to try that. Yeah, you should. I, I sign up on their website, and then if they don't uh, pick me, which is usually the case, then yeah. I just <laughs> sign up. And then I just show up anyway and do the short list. Yeah. Um, and usually you got a pretty good shot of getting on there, I think. That's uh, the thing about Preston. He, if you don't book him on the open mic, he's going to show up there. He's going to it's gonna demand a spot. I was doing that at Mark Ridley's for a while, too, because yeah. they never put me up anymore on the open mic, so I just show up anyway. Yeah. And I think that only worked twice. <laughs> I think one, one time it, I, they actually put me up, and then and Kevin, too, I think on the same night. Yeah, it, I got on, too. And then I think on another night, Joel just felt sorry for me because I had shown up like so many times, so he was like, let me do a spot on one of his like class graduation shows, yeah. or I think it was. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to be, like... Just keep I, doing it, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be, like, do as many... Because I feel like my stage time, my ability to, like, even have time to do comedy is somewhat limited. So I'm trying to, like, get the ones where I feel like it'll be good, it'll, like, go well, and there'll yeah. be an audience. And Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I try to, like, either get, like, a bar show or do an open mic at, at a club. But, you know, it depends. Yeah, I'm trying to do one night a week, which I, which I fail at sometimes. And... It's it's ridiculous. Well, what you gotta do is just gotta stop getting beat by a girl and <laughs> start doing more class. of a mics. <laughs> I'm have to cut that because that was a secret. <laughs> oh, oh. Cutting all that. You gotta let me know. You gotta like show, give me like text me a list of yeah, things that I. <laughs> no, I talked about that. We're not telling anyone. I don't <laughs> want anyone to know I've gone full Joe Rogan. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. I've gone full cliche here. Yeah. That was a great. That's probably the best part of the podcast is that joke right there. Um, there you go. Now you can't cut it. I know. Uh, what uh. uh what about you, man? Uh, you're like booking shows. You got shows. You're putting advertisements for shows. You need comedians. You're like making moves. Yeah, man. you open a comedy club and a synagogue. That's yeah, you're you're, you're doing. Uh, giving me a little more credit. Politicians. You're doing it for politicians. Yes. I didn't end up doing that show. I had to cancel that one. Oh, you had to cancel. That was. That was. Uh, I was like June or something. Yeah. What politician was this? To, I don't know. It was a fundraiser for some senator. Whoa! Then, uh, yeah, was yeah. If I had a siren, I would have hit it. I'd hit the <laughs> siren. Yeah. yeah. What's the senator? Can you say? It it was, was the I don't fucking. I was was not gonna Frank vote Wonder for what? him. Um, Rubbing elbows. I was actually gonna yeah. talk shit about politics on that. If Perfect. I did. That's not. Nice. They, they had that's to change not. the date. I'm not a nice person when that's I do comedy, oh. Kevin. Oh, that's right. um, they had to change the date, and then I, the, for some reason, I don't remember what it was. I couldn't do the the new date. I figured you'd be but, the co-host at Cave by now. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I try to do three mics a week. Yeah. Um, I would do more, but I've been, I've been getting into improv. Like, oh, ew, Kevin does. Let's talk about. Why not? Don't be a hater. All right, go talk about. Go ahead. A hater. I like it. Fuck you guys. Have you done hip improv yet? No, not yet. Let her know, dude. Jake hasn't put me on it. Um, email Tam White or message Tam White. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, started with this past fall just to like kind of diversify my skill set a little bit. Yeah. And uh I it's definitely helped me be more like spontaneous, just be able to go off the cuff yeah. on stage. In the moment. In the moment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. And that's what I did it for, you know. And uh stand up is definitely my main thing, obviously. Um 
but improv is fun. I like it. It's uh, you taking a class? I what are you doing? Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm taking a class at Go Comedy. Hell so yeah. I do that Monday nights. So I haven't been able to do New Way. Yeah, and then uh, and then I do open mics the rest of the week. How many you t- you getting up a lot, man? I try to get up. I try to I do, I do the improv class Monday night, and then I do Trixies, and I might make it out to Grash it on Tuesdays. Yeah. Then parts and labor or something else on Wednesdays, and then I'll do uh, the independent either on Friday or Saturday. See, I need to I need to take advantage of that independent man. Indie's fun. Yeah, it is cool, especially if you yeah. can get up early. There's a you almost always a good crowd. Yeah, because it's like a showcase, and then they'll stick around for the first at least half hour yeah. of uh, the open mic. So, it's, but it's three minutes, right? It's only three minutes, and they yeah. heckle you, right? They do, and it well they <laughs> rotate the hecklers. And they'll only heckle you. I mean, if you're up there just crushing it, they won't really heckle you. Wait, uh, sometimes they do throw you off. Like, you know, sometimes bit needs to be timed and you need to like pause yes. and they f it up and it's like yeah, that bit works. And you ruined it, you know. Yes, my cousin. So I've been telling my cousin I've been doing comedy for like three years. I've been like, you know, he's been seeing my Facebook on shows and stuff. So he's like, hey, I'll meet you up at the Independent. I want to see this guy. He, he uh, there was a, a comedian playing in the big room. And so I go, hey, let's go to the independent. I'll do a set real quick. So I go and do a set. <laughs> uh, I, I, I set up the premise that only works if I say the joke ahead of it. And I left the joke ahead of it out. And then mm-hmm. they like heckled me right in the middle. And so like the, also the bit didn't even finish because there was no punchline that made any sense. Yeah. And so my cousin <laughs> who had like been thinking, you know, I've been like kind of repping like I'm kind of getting decent at it. He just thought I was, he just like looked at me when I got off and he's just mm. like, he was funny because he sent me a bunch of like comedy tips after like trying to be nice, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh dude, he probably thinks I'm a loser. Did he at least tell you you hung in the pocket? <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Sometimes you. <laughs> no, he goes good set. <laughs> uh, so he's a phony. He <laughs> good set. So you love an improv though. I'm enjoying it. It's fun. It's way more. I feel like there's more camaraderie in improv. You look happier. That is in, true. You look happier now. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, he was talking shit about it before, and I was like, yeah, I acknowledge your happiness. I don't know. Glow. Just what's that? You got that glow. <laughs> yeah. The improv glow. I'm just yeah, yeah. I'm glow. Less, <laughs> I'm less filtered. That. <laughs> um, Tam White and Jacob Russell said the high of a of a great improv set is better than the high of a great comedy set, and they explained it as because <clears throat> you take you 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 create something from nothing with an improv set, mm. and that feeling of 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 having a great set can't compare to the comedy, even though they're both great. I thought that was interesting. That is. Uh, well, I don't. I never done improv, but you know, I just sometimes I just start doing crowd where you come up with something. It's like, oh, that was pretty good. Ooh. You know, I, I can't even fall asleep after that. You know, mm-hmm. you should be a co-host Thinking of the podcast. About it. Oh yeah, yeah. So maybe do some improv, and then you get better. At your crowd I refuse work. to do improv. All right, well, why? Then, why? Then stay bad improv. at crowd work. Personal reasons. No, I want to hear it. Why do you? Re- why do you? Re- Actually, when I like the thing that got me into comedy, or like, I start. I took improv in 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 high school when I barely spoke English. Mm. And I was able to make people laugh just by, in uh, oh, there you go, <laughs> by uh, just doing like uh, mannerisms and stuff. Yeah, just with that. And I guess mm. like they also laughed at me because I didn't know English. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> but yeah, like, I got me into cool. it. And then my drama teacher was like, "Yeah, that's what like actors do." And I, at that time, I wanted to do acting. And I wanted to be in movies. 
and then it's just that's that started the whole performance yeah. thing and now and then i got so lazy that i was i just want to do co- comedy i want to comedy so easy you need a microphone your notes and that's it and an audience yeah. you know you don't need a camera you don't need a director a whole thing to get something done yeah but yeah I, 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 nothing against improv i've just like to to talk sh- about it yeah there's yeah. a big rift between comedians and improvers i guess yeah and i'm you know stand the comedian so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody somebody's got a joke that that is like um the difference between stand-up comics and uh improv is that um they're happier st- stand-up comics want to kill themselves and improv comics make you want to kill yourself <laughs> <laughs> that is true. i think that's ella horwoodall's joke yeah pretty sure yeah but i gotta get her on this man i gotta i gotta get she's she's a classic um are you guys like are you kind of like happy with like your your progress at this point or you feel like like where are you guys at with that? We'll start with pressing cuz it's your show. Are you like happy where you're at? Yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, I'm definitely happy where I'm at, but I'm also like I think the thing I like about comedy is that there's always like a like another thing that yes. you can get. Yes. You know, so like I like being able to like feel like something's improving all the time. Yeah. And comedy is definitely like that, so but like I don't know, my when I like first started doing it, my goal was to host a weekend at uh, Mark Ridley's. And hell yeah, you got that right. And I did in November, so now Congrats, I'm man. like thanks. Yeah, so my new goal is just like I don't know whatever I haven't done yet that isn't too unrealistic. Yeah, like I don't know, like try to get into a festival at some point. Oh yeah, or, TV show or what is it? TV show. Oh yeah, TV show. You maybe win an Oscar, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jump just a couple steps. Yeah, or like host at a club that I haven't hosted it. Like yeah. I'm kind of barking up the tree at uh, Ann Arbor because I haven't worked a weekend there. So that's great. Oh, that's great, man. You gotta yeah. t- you gotta talk to that guy. I did talk to him. Yeah, and be like, hey, what's going on? Uh, I mean, apparently, if he doesn't like tell you you suck, then that's then it, that's like the nicest <laughs> thing he'll ever tell you is like not say anything mean. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so maybe. Hell yeah, man! I heard he that you me. do. Yeah, I heard you do a set, and if you suck, he like talks to you on the corner and he insults you and yeah. makes you cry. Uh, yeah, I was I was ready for that. They were like, <laughs> just he's gonna give you some, and he was like, he was just like, you did fine. Okay. Oh, wow. And I was like, "Is that good?" And they're like, "That's about as best as you." I want to get there. on this, man. I got to maybe like next time you drive out there on a on a, a whim, let me know. I'll go out there with you. Okay, yeah. I'm uh, these days. I'm going most Wednesdays. I'm not going this week, um, but like pretty much. I'll clear all my Wednesdays <laughs> in the next two months. Um, what about you? <laughs> what about you? I'm so desperate. I'm oh, so desperate. You should go. It's, it's a good. Uh, am I happy with my pride? Yeah, you're happy where you're at right now. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I have. Uh, I'm doing a feature spot at Mark Ridley's in July. What up, dude? Hell yeah, man, that's great. What, what up? What do you mean? Come on, man. What you, that's a, that's amazing. I know. It's. It, it, I'm very excited. Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Who's man. the headliner? Uh, Jason Jamerson. Hell oh, yeah. dude, I yeah. like him a lot. Yeah, man. He's a good that's guy. your. Is that your first weekend? Yes. Who's yeah, opening? That's good. I don't know who's opening. Good question. Well, you skipped host and went straight to feature. Uh, yeah, man. Just you know, Dude, this guy, man. Brain. Yeah. This well, guy, you know, we Jewish people, they have. We got the connections. And, yeah, oh, connections. The, whole thing. the weather and all this stuff. He, he got <laughs> booked when Kanye was going on the whole thing, so mm-hmm. people felt bad for him. Yeah, well. I was like, hey, you want to do twenty minutes at my really and talk about <laughs> Kanye West? When you run the world, you know. Yeah. What I mean? <laughs> so that's legit. Congra- honestly, congratulations. Thank that's you. amazing. Man. And uh, you know, I'm I'm definitely at the point where. Up until now, comedy was always just a hobby, and I always kind of like 
pushed it down. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll just do the open mics and whatever and just be a thing on the side. But now it's like time to step it up and like. You're going to take, you got a taste. It feels good when you get something that you want to do that is like, oh, like I'm going to get paid. Like that's, I got a comedy club. Yeah. That's, that is like if you were doing comedy as a hobby, it changes your whole thing. It's like, oh no, people really like my comedy. Yeah. So, and then you're like, start taking it more serious sure i had a reflection and it kind of goes with what preston said the other day so we're all like three four-year dudes right mm-hmm. you remember like when you first started you're like man if someone will just give me five dollars to do a set <laughs> i'll be like a real it's like your little orphan annie moment yeah, like yeah, yeah. i'll be a real professional comedian right and yeah. now it's like like you said there's always another level yeah now it's like Everyone, like we're all sitting around the table being like, "Oh yeah, you you got paid for that. You're in the feature, hell yeah. You're opening. Mm-hmm. You're getting paid for that. I get. I just got paid on Sunday. Like it's like not a big deal. Yeah, and there's yeah. like the, now we're like the next level. Right. I think is 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 that's it's like a cool reflection. Like mm-hmm. you could talk to like your little orphan Annie self like four years ago and be like, "Dude, what up? Like we're getting paid all the time now. This yeah. is cool as hell. For so <laughs> long, it's like, yeah, maybe one day I'll get paid. Yeah, five dollars. It was so like, I don't know. It almost felt impossible or it something. did like you have to be a genius yeah. to make 20 bucks yeah you know but I, it's I, it's out there i uh i had such an anticlimactic first time getting paid i was gonna like put it in a in like a uh uh frame and put it in like my little office you know <laughs> and it was uh it was uh uh for like an honorary mention show it was like i did like three minutes and she Venmoed me ten dollars, and that was my first paid gig. And I was like, <laughs> so I was like, so happy I got paid, but I was so sad it was a you Venmo because I couldn't frame the ten dollars. <laughs> screenshot, was, you know? yeah, I should have screenshot. What about you, <laughs> Kevin? What, what about you? Are you happy with where you're at right now? Uh, yeah, I'm grateful. That's it. That's all Just I got to say. Leave it at that's that. What's up? Where you? Where okay? Where Where do you want to like? Where do you want to be in like a year? What do I want to be, realistically? Yeah, realistically. Uh, Where'd you gonna move? Huh? Where'd you moving? I'm moving. Yeah, I mean, but I want to make a, I want to make a good decision. Like, I want to move to right now, but like then it's like I think about it, it's like I, I gotta like have enough money saved just in case. Yeah. How old are you? Where do you want to go? How old are you? Twenty five. Twenty five. How old are you? Thirty seven. Thirty seven. Thirty four. All right. What would you tell a twenty five? If you had a twenty five year old self that wanted to move, mm-hmm. what would you say? Cause like with all your, like you 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 know dude you you got like uh, you're married got a bunch of kids you freaking got a business rocking I'm married you're too kinda, I got kids you're kind of tied down <laughs> I'm like pretty tied down yeah where I'm at I just turned forty you're at the birthday party thank you I was um what would you t- like I say just like forget just go I got kids who cares about you know, who cares about kids. financial just go and just like kids. you're 25 you can survive anything yeah you could like literally like live in a hostel are you trying I to go can. to New York mm hmm. I mean, when I was uh, like early 20, I think when I was 22, I did move to New York and I lived there for like five years and I just, what I did you do financially? It worked out. I, I just, I said when I got $7,000 together, I would move to New York and I was just waiting tables. And once I had that, I, I went Yeah. and then I just like found whatever odd jobs and I did a lot, like lots of weird stuff, just random like temp stuff. And yeah. Like eventually I got, I got a job, but, uh. Yeah, that's I mean, how I feel. Out. Do you regret going and like? I mean, what it was a good experience? Yeah, it was a great experience. The one thing I regret is not doing comedy when I was there because oh. I started comedy three yeah. years ago. I'm yeah. back then. I was like, I had no responsibilities. Yeah. I moved to New York to get into the music business. No kidding. And uh, yeah, and 
and like I did, that's what my job now is music stuff. But what do you do? Uh, what do you do? Uh, I make music for like TV commercials and stuff. Oh yeah, that's amazing, man. So, but but professional like, musician on the podcast. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but I I would just wish I had if I had had like I feel like if I had had one experience back then where somebody would have been like, hey, come to this club with me and check it out, like I would have been like hooked. But similar it. situations, like he, you were chasing music. Yeah, you went with Seven G, whatever. Just went broke as hell, survived in New York City. Yeah, it can be done, dude. What would you tell your young twenty five year old self? Yeah, I basically almost did the exact same thing as Preston. I lived in New York for... Uh, you did? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I'm the only loser that hasn't moved too. away. <laughs> yeah. You have time, though, man. You can do I it in any second. We'll move together. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I was there for three years, and I was managing Airbnb apartments for this company. Okay. And uh, I was in basically the perfect situation to be doing comedy. And I wasn't doing it. I, I had already started comedy before. Okay. I had done it for a couple of years here in Michigan, and then I took this job. First, I was in South Beach for a year, which has <clears throat> basically no comedy. Um, and that's kind of when I stopped. If I had gone straight to New York, I probably would have kept doing it. Yeah. Um, but that's the my biggest regret is again not doing comedy. He's got to go, right? He's got to go. Go. You gotta go like uh, yeah, today. If you if if it's something that you want to do, I mean, at twenty five, like who gives a fuck? You know? Yes, just, that's just, what I'm saying, man. You you're twenty five. Like when you're twenty five. Okay, I remember being twenty five, and I don't know. You can tell me if I'm if you felt the same way. You're 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 twenty five, and you think like like time is like you got to get it going. You got to get it going. Like twenty five times running out. Like well, people are graduating I, college, but like looking back on it, being like forty. Dude, twenty five. You had all the. You can. You can literally go to go to New York. Go to New York, stay there for five years. Nothing could happen. Like you could fail miserably. Move back and like start your life. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like when like the day I turned twenty five, I was just like journaling, like really introspective, and I was like, I got five years. Like I got that anxiety. I was like, I got five years, and five years I'm gonna be thirty. And then I have like this whole. What's wrong with being expected- thirty? No, like I was like, there's things that I want to be that I want to be uh, doing already by the time I'm thirty. Yeah. You know, and I was thinking about it. I was like, how I gotta make like, cause most of my life I've just been coasting, you know. Okay. And no plan, no execution. I was just like, kind of like, I'll start doing this, but there's no plan, nothing. I'm just like, I'll see. Yeah. And then I was like, no, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make a plan. I gotta think. I gotta be active. I gotta make good decisions about this. No wasting time. And, uh, yeah, I was like, so I was like, I was thinking about like going back to school and finishing my bachelor and then go to New York. And then like, I, uh, once I applied to the university, I was like, I should just go to New York. And, like, <laughs> like, why? Yeah. and then I told my parents and my parents were like, yes, we've been praying for this. And I was like, uh, praying for what? Praying for what? For me to go back to college. And, uh, yeah. and I was like, I shouldn't have said anything to them. Now they're going to be like, oh, are yeah. you going to? In the break of the star again you know it's kind of when a girl gets back with you and it's like all right yeah. this is gonna work and then it's like nah <laughs> so that's i've been what there doing. i've been there yeah me too that's what i'm doing to my parents who are going to college yeah. <laughs> but no i yeah i i think i just you know i i i'm i moved here and uh you know i have family but i didn't know english at all and like that learning english being able to do this and uh just create a life that I really like. I was thinking about like when I was 15 or anything, I was like, you know, I didn't think I was going to be living like this, but I like it. I'm doing what, yeah. I, what I want and I like it. I'm, I'm really grateful with it. And I'm like, you had no idea. Like when you moved here, you didn't, you didn't know English. You didn't even like worry about it. 
that you didn't know English until you went to the high school. Like the first day of school, that's when you were like, oh, fuck, I don't know English. Yeah. And mm. then you figure it out after that. So that's the same way that I feel with <clears throat> moving and going to New York. Just, I got to take that step. Got to take the, just yeah. got to jump off the cliff. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of like, you know, it. before you go on stage, you have that inside. It's like, I'm going to bomb. I'm going to, that's up. And then you go on stage and you're running. You're like, oh. You know, yeah. you're like, hey, hey, what's up? You know, you're gonna you're swim. Gonna you're gonna yeah. swim. You you learn to swim. It so helps if you. It helps if you know people that are there already. Mm. If you do, then you gotta like, kind of get under their wing or whatever. Like to especially like find a place and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's. Oh, if the, not, you know people. Once what? you move there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, mean, it's true. I'm sure, you could do it. Any, no matter what. Yeah. Now, Devil's Advocate, uh, Jack Reeves brought up like a really interesting point. He was on, and he was explaining like. His buddy moved to New York and did com- and does comedy, right? So he's guy? what? Who's the buddy? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we know who he is. Right. So he's uh, Big J Orkerson. Yeah, Big <laughs> J Orkerson. So he's like he's like running. He's like doing like three open mics a night or yeah. a day a day, right? So he's just like hitting open mics. He's doing three mics a night. It's awesome. Blah blah blah. And like Jack Reeves is over here, and like they've been doing comedy at the same time. Technically, that guy's been getting up more, but because of our like environment of comedy like jack's like doing shows he's doing 20 minutes getting paid he's featuring at mark ridley's he's hosting at mark ridley's like there's like there's less uh we have a pretty good scene we have a pretty good scene yeah and like so, so his quality of mics are even though he's not like in that new york scene getting you know three a night and you know rubbing elbows with someone that's dropping in and all that stuff mm-hmm. his like experience in comedy he's like his curve is rising faster because he's getting exposed to more you things put it because well, of where I we are when he said that and you said it's mm-hmm. kind of like the guy that goes to oh, we play cooking. baseball yes yeah, we we're, were, podcast, we were eating we were uh, deer uh, deer's heart yeah we ate deer heart yeah, yeah. he killed a deer what happened and what? <laughs> yeah. jack reeves and, yeah. and uh kevin came over and we made deer heart together yeah, you just had a deer's for, heart. Not for a podcast. Like for hanging out. No, I wasn't a podcast. You're right. It was just hanging out. It yeah. was ritualistic. We write jokes and then we kill a deer. And it we was eat. like Indiana Jones, oh, the Temple of Doom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, just ripped it out. That's the way jokes work. You know, that's joke writing 101. If you guys didn't know that, there must but be you, a deer heart you, first. Always deer heart first. You put it this way. You were like, that's like going to play baseball for a okay team, and then you got the guy that goes to play baseball for the, you know. Uh, mediocre team or okay team and then the guy that goes to play for the good university the good baseball team but he's in the bench yeah and then you got the ba- the guy that is even though he's in a mediocre team he's playing every day he gets so drafted. he's like yeah he gets drafted he's like people are watching him you know he gets better and i thought about that too and i was like that's a good analogy but it's also like there's something about being in new york that you feel like you're you're in the you're in the jungle you know <laughs> you're like oh this yeah. is like people that's why you know you should like Give it a couple of years in like the local scene, like get on stage, learn how to like now in four years. I feel like I'm not close to my voice at all. But then it's like I think I go back to set lists and like look back to all sets and I'm like, oh, but I, I like the way that I'm sounding more now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like so that that's like something that it takes time. But it doesn't matter where you are. If you like really want to do it and keep doing it, you're going to you're going to figure it out. Or not. Yeah, that's know? true. Or you not. don't you don't have to go to New York to come up. No. Honestly, that's the truth. It's I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like it would be nice to see a documentary, you know. You can you can be the guy here, but there's uh, there's some, something about being there with like the guys that you look up to and being surrounded by that energy. That's a really energy. good point about finding your voice first because mm-hmm. I hadn't gotten there when I was in New York. 
you know? I was still, like, very green, you know? And it even even coming back, it took me a couple of years to really find my voice even. And I've been going back. I, I record everything on audio. Yeah. And... I don't always listen to it, so I go back to my oldest recording <laughs> yeah. just to give it a listen so I can delete it, you know, that way. Yeah. And see if there's any old bits to bring back. And it's crazy. I'm going right now I'm listening to stuff from like a year and a half ago and even a year and a half, you know, it's uh it's crazy how much you know, my my whole set has changed you're finding your voice like yeah. or, like what like when you say you're like what is your if you had to like write it down or like like say your voice is my voice is like how would you like how would you describe that that's a good question Jewy. um <laughs> i don't think i wouldn't call it Jewy. it's uh my voice is dark kind of deadpan um i'll mix in some goofy stuff but it's funny. It is funny. Thank you. <laughs> Love. I would say Hilarious. like you, like you say but some dark stuff, right? I I like saying dark. Like that's really that's almost kind of where I want to get there. Yeah. I, I can't just jump into dark right away. So I got to kind of like really piece so, by piece. Do you, so you work to get there. dark. What's that? Do you you work to like? You have an idea for a joke, and then you're like, how can I make this dark? Or is it already dark? And you're no, like, no, how no, can no. I make it, it funny? It's if I come up with a bit that's dark. Mm-hmm. It has to be deeper into the set. That makes sense. Yeah, you got to win them over. It, it's the yeah. same thing with being with going real dirty. You don't want to do it right off the bat. Right. You're a little yeah. dirty. You're a little dark. It's too dirty. Um, I always say also this too. Dirty. I always say this like you you say some dark stuff, mm-hmm. but I always feel like you're laughing like with the. You're never laughing like at people. Does that make sense? Like it has like a like a like you're like it doesn't seem. No, mean. he's laughing at. People. It's dark, but not mean. Did you follow me? Yeah, sure. I think he's mean. Like I'm, I'm trying to give you a compliment. I'm trying to give you a compliment. <laughs> I appreciate you know? it. Yeah. And Kevin's trying to, uh, you know. Yeah. How do you? Hit- that, there's something about you that when you go on stage, you tell a joke, and then you're like, huh? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're like, huh? That you're, you're, you, 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 you like to see them react. Yes. I'm yes. I'm trying to get a reaction. Yeah. 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 And that's that's kind of one thing that has helped me a lot. Is like. I'm trying to get a re- and then and not react myself. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I just said that. So yeah, deal with it. Deal with it. Deal with <laughs> it's it. It's out there. Now you're going. Di- I, you go pretty dirty. Sometimes I I feel like uh I've got like a couple really pretty dirty. Yeah, not dirty compared to some people. I have like one joke that's my gro- I know is my grossest joke. Yeah, is about sperm. Yeah, um, and the pullout <laughs> method. Yeah, as a means of contraception. All those words will be black. Topical. <laughs> oh, jeez, we're going. I didn't know we were going G. It's so it's it's like PG minus, PG minus. I I like <laughs> go see uh, Preston Hart to see what those words are. But not anyway, but yeah. like you go like, is that's like something you're trying to do on purpose, or that's just like your life has like taken you there? Yeah, for me, it's just uh, I think stuff that's related to sex is funny. Um, which I think obviously a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, but I don't really have like a lot of like sex jokes. For me, they're mostly like related to it as a reproductive mechanism because yeah. that has been the thing that has utterly transformed my life in the past eight years. Yeah. So, you, you, how many kids you got? Four. This guy's oh, got four kids, sex. man. Yeah. So, you got two. four kids. Let's give so, a couple yeah, to Mark. Which means I've had yeah. sex four times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, yeah, you can have a couple. Just uh, what are you, Mormon? That's what people ask. I don't even believe in God, man. I don't know what I'm doing. 
so people, yeah, people are like, are you religious? You know, we're like, also blacking that out. This is a very religious podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in Jesus, <laughs> Heavenly Father. Uh, Teach their own. Teach their own. Yeah, absolutely. Own. It's just uh, for us. That's not the guiding principle. Yeah. It's just. Um, it's more like I just keep getting upsold one at a time. <laughs> so your wife wants to have more. Not anymore. Okay. So what? Well, okay. So I. Okay. Here's what I. Here's the way I explain. Like explain to me. One, life changing. Two. You're still playing one on one. Three, totally overwhelming. Zone defense. <laughs> At, after three, you could have a hundred. It doesn't matter. Like it's just like you just it's chaos. Yeah, I mean it is, but there's also like how much time and money do you have? And I would have a lot, but instead I have none of either one of those things. <laughs> you know what I mean? So how you doing? How you being like father? Uh, Could you strike me as a good dad? Try. I'm guessing you're a good dad. Right. Yeah, I think I hope. Yeah. So how you doing? Like how you balancing all this like writing and comedy and being a dad and all that stuff? Well, I, you know, I think uh, I've got um, I got a lot of IOUs in the bank from uh, all the years when she was uh, like med school residency and all this stuff, and I was just like at home just wrangling small kids. So you like you? She did her thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and to her credit, I mean, it was like a lot of. It wasn't like she was just messing around. Like yeah. she was working yeah, just yeah, as hard yeah. as I was. But yeah. But there was like times I remember like she was in med school. She had to go to Ohio for a month, and I and I, I we had a um, an eleven month old and a two year old. You're and a I, savage. Yeah, and I was just it was just me and them all the time, and I have a job too. You yeah. know, so I'm like, uh, how did you do that? I just I don't you know. It was it was really hard. Uh, just you just do it. You just do what you have to do, and then eventually yeah. it's over. Um, now, single parent, that's amazing. Like I always think that, like hearing like this parent stuff. Yeah, I mean, could I, you have done that the whole way through if you would have had to? That's what I'm I am—a sure. single parent. Yeah, yeah, like Kevin. He was in a house, so at least I had a house, you know. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you could do it, but it was just like there's enough. Like she, I, there's this. I don't want to like overdo it with this, but like there's, I don't, and we're not like transactional about it. Yeah, but there's a sense that like she did her, she's like got to do her dream while I held down the fort. Yeah, and if a few week nights a week, Fair. it's going to be the reverse. That's okay. So she's, yeah. you know, doing a lot. I mean, she had a very rough day today at work, and she's still, I was like, all right, I got to go. And she was like, all right, you yeah. all take care of it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she's great. I mean, That's we, an amazing relationship, it sounds like. Yeah, it works out. I mean, You we guys really, support each other. Like, you really support each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They also, they met, when you, you uh, I met your wife, and you guys met in high school? Yeah, we met at summer camp when we were, when we were 12. Together the whole 12, time? 12, dude. We've been together crazy. since we were 16. Are you serious? Yeah. That's amazing. It's a love man. story, man. So we've been together for 21 years. That's a, that's a true love story. Yeah, it just kind of worked out. So Look That's cool. That. Now, she's a she's a doctor. Yeah. And so like she went to med school. Yeah. You were working, and you're like, hey, we're gonna you're going to get through med school. I got this. Handle it. And you handled that for how long? Uh, well, she was in med school for five years. And then uh, residency for three, two or three years. And that's like, residency is like, she's gone. Yeah, well, there would be times where she would work all night, too. Yeah. So she would, sometimes she would see the kids for like two days. Yeah. Or something like that. And it would just be, uh, I mean, they had crazy, it's almost like like a form of academic hazing. It 100% <laughs> is. Residency yeah. is the stupidest thing. Imaginable. Okay. That's not nice. Dude. Taking I'm a strong stance. Like, it's not about nice. Residency. It's true. There's you no reason to work somebody for 24 to 36 hours when they're trying to learn something new. You don't know. That's the yeah, well, opposite well, of learning. So on the devil's advocate, uh, I would say that like they're not, they so they're done med school. So it, to me, the residencies, I see the value in it, but I also see like it, the idea of residencies reps. 
it's like now you're a doctor yeah but you're not like you're not full blown doctor yeah so now we're now it's just reps and you're just it's like balls hit. off the tee yeah, yeah, just, yeah. You just keep going. And I wish uh, it was something like that for stand up. It's like, hey, you're gonna do a residency. <laughs> yeah. Four hours doing comedy. It's New York, called New York yeah, City. It's called, it's called New York City. New Go York. to New York City. We're President gonna buy you a, a ticket. Mm. What? You, what? She saw you when you opened for Dan Soder. She saw you for the first time. I always, yeah. I didn't ask you. I wanted to ask you what did she say. She said it was. Uh, she said it was good. She enjoyed it. She she thought the crowd was a little weird. Is what she said. Yeah. When did she see you? She saw me the late show Saturday. Oh wow! Uh, and. I would I would agree with her. It was the worst show of the five shows. Yeah. Um. And she was like, she was like, yeah. I was sitting next to a table of like ten, like r- Russian middle aged Russian ladies that <laughs> were all like dolled up with all this like gold and like cheetah print like fur coats and stuff. And she was like, <laughs> yeah. they didn't laugh at anything. And she was like, it wasn't just you. They also didn't laugh at Dan Soder either, unless he made a joke about a dog. Yeah. They love dog <laughs> jokes. Everything else dead silence. What was the best night? So Russian. like, take us through that process. Uh, I feel like we okay. Explain the process of hosting a weekend at Mark Ridley's like the Thursday through Saturday. And then let's get back. We got to like get back to that whole residency thing, too. I don't want to lose that. But go. Yeah. What was that process like? I mean, it's just it it was just one show on Thursday, which. uh, How was that show? It was really good. Uh, Other people have told me that their Thursday show was not good. But um, I think he had he has enough fans where like they has really good fans. They showed up. Dan Soder. He's funny. So, yeah. so I thought he like uh, the room was pretty full. I thought every show was like really good, except for late show Saturday was like a little because they were just like drunk, like, like not paying attention, it, like partying. It, it it seemed like, and it might have also just been people that just like happened to be there. Like all the fans had already gone to their like previous shows. Yeah, like these the, the like fifteen Russian ladies. They were not Dan Soder fans. They were just like like a night out. Yeah, people. She said there was like weird limousines showing up with p- random people getting out. And <laughs> yeah. like they didn't seem like they were. So I don't know, but it was yeah. <laughs> Russian. It was, that's the first time she saw you. Your, yeah, your wife ever. Really? So she doesn't like Russian people now, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, she already has a problem with him. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so all right. So she does. She does this residency. She finishes, and now it's like okay, you got a chance to breathe. You guys will like share this. Not that you weren't sharing it before, but like you can kind of get a couple nights out a week. Yeah, I and mean, also didn't start doing comedy until like she was. Uh, I don't know, like nearing the end of that. Anyway, it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't like something I had delayed doing because uh, I couldn't find the time. It was just yeah. like I started doing it when I thought to do it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I wish I had thought to do it a lot earlier because I really love it. And there were many years where I didn't have like a thing that I felt like was just my thing that yeah. I really love to do yeah so yeah. You, you know other than all the stuff i you know i like being with my family doing all this, but it's yeah, nice to have like it. your thing that's just your that you're obsessed with i get it and so for me that's that's comedy you gotta have your thing yeah right? I, I i think like I, I don't know anything about anything i'm like a single dude right no kids no nothing but i just see like when i see people and like a couples and they each they're like real supportive of each other but they each have their thing and they're allowed to like grow that it seems to like really work. Yeah. Know? Yeah. You got to, sure. I feel like in a marriage, you got to, you know, there's that whole like, you're not the man I married, but like, no, that's ridiculous. You, you don't want to be the man she married. You want to always be changing and evolving. Not, yeah. not obviously you don't want to be like falling off a cliff and, you know, turning into a big jerk. <laughs> uh, but like you want, you Thank know what you. I mean? You want to be evolving and yeah. she, both of you should be, because uh, otherwise you don't want to be the same people that you were all those years ago. So you got to have your own thing to a certain degree. That could be the name of the podcast. My own thing. (laughs) Having my own thing. Um, All right. We're going to go left to right. 
left to right, left to right. We talked about Kevin. Where does he want to be in a year? He answered that. We're going to go left, and then we're going to go to you. Where do you want to be in a year? Comedy-wise? Comedy-wise, man. Life, Comedy-wise, life-wise. We'll yeah, open well, the whole thing. Uh, we'll start with comedy. Um, I definitely want to... Uh, my goal is to get booked for 18 shows this year. Right? Well, you can do that. Yeah. So I did... I think, my, I, think I did 12 last year, or maybe even a couple more. You only... 12 shows? I feel like... 12 booked shows. Twelve book shows where you're getting paid. It's a real show, yeah. like real shows. Right. Twelve. Yeah. And I, I wasn't pushing too hard. I feel like you could go two a month, man. Um, I probably could. Yeah. I guess I was one point five a month. All right, fair. So that's fair. that's where that so is. So what is what was the number again? Eighteen. All right, because we're gonna talk in a year and we're gonna check in. Okay. You got to do your own episode too, but anyway, continue. All right, I'm, well, I'm sidetracking. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I want to you know. Be more uh, proactive and maybe even aggressive about getting booked. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're to gonna pull out a gun. What's that? <laughs> Start threatening bookers. Yeah, <laughs> hey, mom. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's that, and I definitely want to grow my business. Um, hoping for that to be a lot bigger than it is right now. I mean, yeah, it's, hell yeah. It's talking about good, comedy still. Good place right now. What's that? Talking about comedy still. Your business. No, I'm talking about my uh, senior care business. Uh, yeah, that's right. What's the name of it? It's called My Family Home Care. And what do you do? What do you do? Like if yeah. someone if someone is listening and needs some assist, like yeah. how would you like what would you do? Uh, if you're listening and you need it, then uh, disregard the curse words I've said previously. <laughs> they you won't. Know, they won't hear. All right, they're they're already being <laughs> blocked. That out too. Well, then yeah. disregard me acknowledging that I've been saying. <laughs> Matt, can you curse give me a words? discount? And I'll put both my parents in there. Just keep in there. You give me a discount. No, what do you do? You take patients to, to. We provide caregivers. So oh wow! Elderly who stay at home. Yeah. And need somebody to help them around the house with whatever they need. Uh, we do that. You know, we provide oh, yeah. those caregivers and uh, helping out the old folks. That's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up. That's so, nice. So, you, so how many shows? So that your goal by the end of this year, you got how many yeah, shows? Twenty twenty three, eighteen book shows, and. Uh, and 40 senior care clients. That's what's up. Yeah. All right. Uh, com- what's your goal in a year, man? Comedy in a year. I definitely don't have any numbers that yeah. I've thought of, but yeah. I will say I think one of my goals is to get off notes more. Okay. Because uh, I always have notes. I'm, like, terrified not to have the notes. Yeah. yeah. I, and the no- for me, it's because I don't have, like, a set n- – order of the act i'm always changing it because i have so you know we talked about that one time i, I think, think so it, yeah. yeah just because of having little chunks of stage time you always want to try out new stuff you're always reconfiguring you're making like mini sets yeah all the time exactly and so i don't have like I an order that i know because i'm constantly changing it yeah but i want to like try to get off the notes get more like uh, you know get better at improv like chunking and, yeah yeah and also but also like maybe doing crowd work whatever all the stuff that i'm like the weakest at i think yeah uh that I, I improv I w- man. Yeah, no, I mean, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't yes, and I might do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm open to anything, but I've heard that improv will help your stand up for sure. And uh, but yeah, like that. And I also I'd like to I'd like to see if I can get another spot at, at the Comedy Castle this year. Yeah. Uh, so I'm you know like annoying Bill and on email yeah. about it and um, yeah, and then also at Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase. And the other thing is I would like to get on some festival somewhere. I'll just find That's like a great goal. So. Are you gonna have another kit? And I got a vasectomy, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. so no. I uh, uh, I think that that uh, that uh, I'm gonna try to hit up like festivals. I, I gotta I want to make a good tape, and I'm just gonna like not this year, 
but like next year is the festival year. I'm just going to apply to every single thing that I can get my hands on. Hey, they're taking tapes now, so you know you might be able to. (laughs) Whoa, what festival is that? (laughs) (laughs) Scamfest. I applied to Skankfest. Did you? (laughs) It's free. You can just do it. How'd it go? I don't know. Did you perform? No, I just applied to oh, it. Oh, you applied to it. Okay. Yeah, I just said it. I mean, I'm sure they're going to get like a million people, yeah. but I was like, it's free, and it's in a time of year that I can do it. So Hell yeah. Boys, we did an hour, man. Right. Respect, oh, respect. Wow. Cheers. Anything for the good of the group before we before we uh, sign off here? Cheers. Cheers. Great job. I want to say I, this is... Preston, you did, you did an amazing job curating this podcast. These are all great dudes, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, thank uh-huh. you to all the people that canceled who couldn't make it here. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I thought it was I was going to be just me, and then these two guys, they pulled through. Yeah, we got nothing else going on. That's yeah. what's up. You guys did a great That's job, man. That was good. That was smooth. That was easy. That was so easy. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Yeah. That was fun. Good. Hell, yeah. Good. Is there Cruising. anything that you didn't address that you wanted to address? I don't think so. I wanted to say that Preston is my favorite comedian to watch. <laughs> Generally, no, for real. I, yeah. I like, I like, I, I have fun when I watch and do comedy. Yeah, that's a great way to end it. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. I appreciate no, I, props yeah. to Preston. I remember, I, I, I remember, I had a, I was at Parson Labor. This is like, like, post pandemic, like when Parson Labor was popping and everything was like, are we doing comedy yeah, again? Yeah. I'm at Preston, and I don't know, you know, because there's there's people there, and you know, they're like. You know, there's, you got the jump people, and then you got people like, you know, like 100 years old, like Preston. And <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, he was outside, and he was talking about comedy. I was like, you, like, know a lot about comedy, and I like the way you talk about it, too. And I, for some reason, I, I thought that he was, like, just doing comedy as a hobby, just having fun with it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you doing this for real? I was like, yeah, I'm doing this for real. And I was like, oh, like. Hell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I remember that conversation. I was like, I didn't know because you, you were good, but I, I didn't know if you were actually doing it for fun just like hey, i just want to get out you know be away from the wife <laughs> and dude it's been crazy to see him now and like how he has developed i, I probably said it was a hobby at first just to, to so i wouldn't get hurt if i suck real bad <laughs> you know uh it's all about managing your expectations especially early on you know with the thing <laughs> but i think there's like a also like a sense of like how far do you want to take it you know yeah. and like what are your hopes versus like how disappointed will you be if you don't get them that's fair, man. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know if I could be like a real like touring comedian. I feel like I, I, I have a family. I can't. The way these people live, you know, like I like to listen to Tuesdays with Stories. And, you know, it's like you heard Mark Norman and Joe List talk about their life. I'm like, yeah. I couldn't live like that. I yeah. would be like, I would be a dad. Are we still recording? Yeah, we are. <laughs> okay. I can always like, uh, yeah. yeah, I would just be like a bad dad if I, if I, uh, if I lived that life. And, you know, and, but it's almost like even arrogant to think like I could get to that point anyway. So there's sort of like a weird, you're mm-hmm. hopeful, you know, but I'm like, I don't, I sort of feel like it's like a dream where like I could, if, if I could take it further and further, there'd be a point where I'd be like, is this too much of a sacrifice or. I think there's a way you could, you could always, you, there's always a way you can make it work for you. Yeah. I think you got to make the right choices or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, like maybe you can't like go and like peace out for six months, just like driving around in an RV, you know, going to the to a residency, you know, whatever. Yeah, right. But like, perhaps <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I yeah. mean that that'd be a good. How about this? That'd be what an amazing problem to face. Like, yeah, yeah. that'd be so cool if you were faced with that dilemma. 
Yeah, I feel like like talking about that is a little bit like these guys at the gym. Like, I don't want to get too big, you know. Like, <laughs> it's crazy because like, you yeah. you close yeah. your eyes and then you're like, oh, I'm doing it. You know, like remember when you started and then you're like getting gigs at clubs. Yeah, so you said as quick as you know, quick like as quick like that. You like you can't have you can be facing that problem. Yeah, and making that decision. It still kind of seems unbelievable, but. But I don't know. Maybe it's not either or thing. But I was talking to Dan Soder about this, and he was like, "Man, you could be like a really good comic or a really good dad, but not both." That's what he said to me. <laughs> and on one hand, I was like, "Oh man," because he knows about it. he's a good comic and he knows what he's doing. But then I was like, "But he's not a dad, so maybe he doesn't know what he's talking about." You know? But I'm like, "But he I, he has had like a whole thing with his dad." Well, he had a he had a crappy dad. Yeah. You know. So. Uh, but his dad, his problem was just being a complete drunk yeah they just dad also wasn't a comedian either so yeah he didn't do anything right there's some, so. yeah there's something <laughs> yeah. there's something about it like i don't know that that's one thing that i, I mean like i think about it sometimes it's like because as a comedian you like do make some sacrifices and you keep up some things to like at least for me the way that i see it to like do comedy you know like if i want to move to new york i'm gonna be just doing comedy like there's no time for I'm not gonna be visiting family and all that. It's just yeah, kinda, I'm gonna be grinding. Don't you so, get? Don't you get like comedy from life experience? You do. So that's the that I was listening to Joe Rogan. And he was talking about this. Like some comedians do comedy, comedy, you know, traveling airport, and that's all they talk about. It's like it's good to like do right. other things and take time to do other things. Like today, I, I went to the Bucca Bunnies, and it was like great. I was like, hey, like, were they right? I was still writing on my jokes, yeah. but then this lady uh, came in, and it was an old guy. And I told that they, that they were family, and it was a lady that was buying food for my home for a homeless guy, and they just started talking about like a real conversation. Like, yeah. and the guy like was like, "Yeah, like I know what I." He didn't say like a crazy homeless guy, but he was like aware of everything that happened to him and like his decisions and everything. And uh, yeah, like I feel like if I was like be like if I was thinking about like oh what am i gonna do tonight i don't have time to go to podcast and eat i just thinking about jokes i want to kill yeah you know, sometimes it's good to like not be as anxious about your comedy and then just go and absorb things and open you, yourself up to you, other things you gotta live so okay so here's my question right so like all right so maybe you'd be a bad dad if you were like dan soder comedian where you're like turin and all this stuff and you're in a different town right but like why can't you just like keep on leveling up on the area that you're in right now because that's what's available to you. And, you know, each mic becomes more valuable. So, like, you know, as you as you progress, like, you know, instead of going to the Independent on Friday, you're at Kalamazoo on Friday getting paid, like, 200 bucks to feature at a bar. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think it doesn't have to be, like, a level. Like, everybody's path is different right yeah yeah i want to keep getting to whatever the next level is i don't plan to like stop doing that anytime soon i think it's just you gotta like it's just it's just weird to have to to be obsessed with doing the thing where all the people that i idolize live a life that i could not live given uh given my my like that i have a family but you know i think but people do it you know like um But they're probably like grass is greener, right? Like they're like going empty town, empty town, empty town, empty town. Like we look at them. They just did their 20-minute Netflix special. Like they're on, you know that show, The Degenerates, mm -hmm. right? I haven't seen it, no. It's a, it's, a it's a Netflix special that has like six feature comedians. They do 20 minutes each, right? Yeah, okay. I've seen it. And we look at that and we're like, 
oh my god they made it yeah. and they're they're there doing it being like oh my god I just can't get off this degenerate thing. Like, mm-hmm. I can't get my own one-hour special, right? You're never going to be happy, but that's kind of, like, the beauty of it. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't think, like, it has to be, like, uh, a pick or choose. Like, you just you play your lane, man. I hear what yeah. you're saying, and that's kind of where I'm at with it, you know? I think, I guess my goal, even if I'm just, like, like a Midwest comic, yeah, like, I'm doing stuff in Chicago and Ohio and, you know, weekends like that, I don't have to tour the country... Or, you know, and then even here, people are going to rise up, you know? Hell yeah. And, uh, Hell yeah. you know, they could put you in touch. I could, you know, you could book something out of state. Um, the politician, yeah. The politician. Exactly. Yeah. The politician. Yeah. Right. So. There's a lot of levels, man. Yeah. There's a lot of levels. There's, there's a lot of place to grow. Yeah, and I think this is a good place to grow too. I, I like the scene that's I here. I do. Yeah, there's a lot going on, it's and a I think fun it's scene, it's, yeah. it's not like cutthroat. I I feel like most people that I've I'm not like I'm not out enough where I'm like into like whatever the drama is. But I feel like most people are either like I don't know them or I'm cordial with them or they're yeah. friendly. But yeah. uh, but it seems like there's plenty of opportunities. You know, sure. and everybody for the most part is like trying to give everyone a chance. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so I feel like this is a good. I don't. I don't want to go anywhere right now. I like it here. Yeah, I like it here a lot. I think we're really lucky. Like I was out in Kalamazoo. I did that like contest. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I was just talking to the Kalamazoo people, and they're like, I try to get out to the like Detroit area like two times a week. There's just so much going on out there, and like I I take it for granted that like every night we can hit. There's like three, four, five mics mm-hmm. that you could go to if you wanted. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff out here, man. I think we're like. I th- I I think if 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 like we were like on the outside looking in, we would think we we're like very lucky. Yeah, or like maybe yeah. if you went to some other like relatively major American cities, I don't think you would necessarily find the same thing. Like definitely I mean, not. Yeah, I mean I could be wrong, but I don't know if you go to like maybe like Cleveland or D.C. or whatever. I think like Philly's pretty good. I've yeah. heard, but like I don't know. I mean, it seems like a good place to be. And I agree. Uh, and. You don't have to go to Chicago or go to New York necessarily, you know, but I, I like the idea of finding your voice in a place like this and then yeah. moving on. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you did that, it wouldn't feel like starting over if you went to New York, you know, after. But Kevin's definitely going to New York. We're going to buy your ticket tonight. Yeah. All right. We're all going to pitch in a little tonight. money and just buy your ticket. Oh, like send you off tomorrow. That's so nice. You got a 6 a.m. flight to New York that's City so nice. tomorrow. I'm gonna Collect l- your things. I'm going to leave you my two kids, so take <laughs> care of them. And, uh, there you go. Well. <laughs> All right, we are done now. Now we're done. Man, uh, once you move to New York, then uh, there will be no more Puerto Ricans in Michigan. I know, yeah. That's it. Cause going fast is a habit to cut it I go past, leave you back in my dust Like road rash, make you cats go crash In the back of a truck I'm like Bruce Lee, bad as they come Coming back like his son, Brandon Smacking actors with guns and landing Like Michael after slamming the dunk On the runway to heaven Cause that's where Kevin is from like I was sent from the sun, setting the gap from the slum Never letting all the stress overcome, it's a blessing And that's no question, so guessing is dumb But hold up, one second, cause the lesson isn't done I've been messing with these hi-hats, kicks and drums But started way after I crafted some lyrics when young So don't think for one second you're comparing the cunning Just think for one second, stop staring and fronting What's really big? 
What's really good? What's really hood? What's really poppin'? What really should be? These imposters really want it, they really could. Get it, man, forget it. I wish they would. What's really big? What's really good? What's really hood? What's really poppin'? What really should be? These imposters really want it, they really could. Get it, man, forget it. I wish they would.